All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. Here's everything that you need to know at the start of the week. This is the Bloomberg Quint All You Need to Know podcast and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 1st of December. India's coronavirus tally crossed the 94 lakh mark yesterday, even as new additions dropped below the 40,000 mark for the first time in six days. In the 24 hours to 8 a.m. yesterday, India reported just under 38,800 fresh cases. Active cases now stand at 4.47 lakh. Speaking of the virus, the government has called an all-party meeting to discuss the COVID-19 pandemic this Friday. The meeting will be chaired by Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Meanwhile, the Serum Institute of India denied allegations that a COVID-19 trial volunteer has suffered serious side effects from the vaccine developed by AstraZeneca and Oxford University and said it would take legal action over the claims. Serum is conducting trials of AstraZeneca shot locally as part of a manufacturing agreement. It's being sued by a volunteer in Chennai who said he suffered from serious neurological and psychological symptoms after taking the experimental shot. Now, in news that the markets will probably react to and which might seem a little dated because of the long weekend, India's economy contracted for the second consecutive quarter, this time by 7.5% in the quarter ended September. The contraction was much less than what was recorded in the first quarter and indeed it was smaller than the consensus estimates of 8.2%. In gross value-added terms, the economy contracted 7%. This means India has officially recorded its first technical recession since liberalization. While private consumption dropped 11.3% in the second quarter, government final consumption expenditure contracted as much as 22.2% after growing 16.4% in the first quarter. In the other top news, thousands of farmers continued their protest against the centre's new farm laws at the Delhi-Haryana border for the fifth straight day. The number increased over the course of the day and police placed concrete barriers on the border. Now, the OPEC and its allies plan to have a two-day meeting starting today with ministers still seeking compromise on proposals to delay a production boost after failing to reach a consensus in talks on Sunday night. But that meeting was postponed for two days to give ministers more time to find a consensus after a long, tense meeting broke down without an agreement. Originally scheduled for today, It will now be held on the 3rd of December. The ministers are discussing whether to maintain output cuts for another three months or hike production as planned. There is concern that the global economic recovery is still too fragile to absorb additional production, especially with Libya's additional supply. But some of the members are keen to sell more crude. The meeting became unusually tense and Saudi Arabia's energy minister in what appeared to be a gesture of frustration, told others he may resign as the co-chair of a key OPEC Plus panel. Brent Schrude made up some ground this morning after falling below $48 to the barrel. It is now trading at $47.9. 
In international markets, equities in the U.S. ended lower at the start of the week. The Dow lost about a percent, while the S&P 500 declined by about half a percent. The tech-heavy Nasdaq ended mostly unchanged. This morning, though, in the Asia-Pacific region, it's a strong start to trade with all three early risers gaining by over a percent. What's more, U.S. indices futures at this moment are indicating a strong start later today. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Hormuz. How are we looking at the start of the week? Good morning to you, Alex, and to those tuned in. What a month November was for the Nifty. Double-digit gains, best performance in seven months, hitting a record high, and so much more. When we check historical data for November, it was the best November that the index had since 2005. On to specific stocks and I'll start with two pharma names. Dr. Reddy's Laboratories and Glenmark will be in focus today after Dr. Reddy's will acquire select anti-allergy brands from Glenmark in Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. Dr. Reddy says that this will add to the company's presence in the anti-allergy segment in these countries while Glenmark said that the step to divest these brands was taken in line with the company's strategy to launch Rylitris which is their global anti-allergy drug. India Bulls Housing Finance has sold further portion of its stake in Oak North Bank worth 93 crore rupees. The company has now raised close to 2700 crore rupees over the last three months. India Grid Trust has signed a share purchase agreement to acquire 74% stake in Parbati Coldham Transmission from Reliance Infrastructure. This will be done for a cash consideration of 900 crore rupees. So watch out for both these stocks. TVS Motors will be in focus after it announced an acquisition of a 100% stake in an advanced fleet management solutions provider in Telecar Telematics for a cash consideration of 15 crore rupees. Here are some key takeaways from the resolution plan of Kesaram Industries. The company will issue NCDs or OCDs worth 2200 crore rupees. It will convert a loan amount worth 100 crore rupees into equity shares and it has also enhanced the limit of fundraising to 3000 crore rupees through various methods. The company said that this fund infusion will not only help settlement with existing lenders but also improve the company's tight working capital position. Premier Explosives has won a contract worth 14 crore rupees from the Ministry of Defence for the supply of 26 mm shafts. The shafts have to be delivered within six months from the date of contract. Now watch out for Dabur in today's session after Nomura has initiated coverage on the stock with a buy rating and a price target of 610 rupees. The brokerage firm said that the high demand for immunity building products is here to stay and that it is transforming into a more agile, aggressive and risk-taking company. Media reports suggest that Carlyle Group is looking to buy stake worth a billion dollars in Granules India. Also, a newspaper report suggests that Vedanta and DAP World are eyeing the government's stake in Shipping Corporation of India. So watch out for these two names. For some buzzing stocks from Friday's session, LNT Finance saw its biggest single-day gain since April this year, ending with gains of 11%. The stock ended higher for the third straight day. The other stock that gained 11% on Friday was Amber Enterprises and the stock has ended close to its all-time high. And Greaves Cotton which gained close to 10% on Friday ending at the highest level in over 3 months. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty suggest that the index was back above the mark of 13,000 trading with gains of over 30 points.
Do log in to bloombergquint.com for all the live market action and also to read up on the all you need to know copy. With that, I wish you a safe day ahead and it's back to you Alex. Thanks Hormuz and as always, thank you all for listening in. That's all we have for you in this podcast but as always, do look up the website bloombergquint.com for a lot more news and updates over the course of the day. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to all you need to know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM podcast app? On the IVM podcast app along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you will enjoy. Listen to Cyrus says with Cyrus Brocha as the host, listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta, The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 